sure it's clans of Ravnica. Clans of Ravnica. Yeah. It's, it's a bunch of cool Flux clan people. No, Jesus. <laughs> Smiths, Commander Smiths, recording podcasts without any trouble. No profit too big, no spec too small. Commander Smiths, we're on a roll. We'll steal your soul, Commander Smiths. Jeez. Your soul, <laughs> Commander Smiths. Your soul, Commander Smiths. Roof! Does that give you a hint at all? I actually was going to guess this. Uh, that cemented it. Paw Patrol. Yeah. Good was it good? Job. Yeah. Success. You like the We'll steal your soul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know where to go with that. We. I don't agree with that. You can have your soul all you want. I wrote um, that last part when we were upstairs. We were watching the end of the, the Vikings game. Vikings Bears game. I was like, oh, I got to finish this. I was like. I guess I'll just go really dark with it, and we'll steal yeah, your no soul. Shit. <laughs> uh, anyways, by the song you can uh, welcome to Commander Smiths. <laughs> we are the Commander Smiths. We'll I'm Adam your Smith. Soul. <laughs> we'll your soul. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm Lowry Smith. I think I said I'm Adam Smith. Too. Yeah. You're okay. Right, uh, welcome to episode number forty. We forty. Oh, yeah, forty. Wow. It's kind of crazy. I'm just I'm just saying wow from now on. After it's like wow, how are we here? What we'll is happening? No. <laughs> I was doing it in jest. You're doing it so, like, so much enthusiasm. Uh, and it had nothing to do with Commander Smiths or anything. I just no, was like, uh, no. just going to go completely fucking dark. God. Uh, anyways, uh, so what do we got going on today? We got um, a couple of topics we're so going to talk about So a couple things today. that you've already forgot. We are cousins, motherfucker. Oh, shit. And Good then job. We are oh, also oh, and our, YouTube. Our, you can find us on YouTube. Yeah, and you can Gmail us on Gmail. You're going the backwards can, way. <laughs> reverse, reverse. What's reverse, the other one? Reverse. Twitter. Yeah. You're just doing the whole thing. Slide today. to the right. Slide to the left. Take it back now, yo. Two Which is on Twitter. Time. Twitter, Commander Smiths, Commander Smiths, and Commander Smiths. We are original. Nobody wanted to be Commander Smiths, so we took it, and we've been rolling so with it for Commander 40 episodes. Smiths, the emails, everything, all that fun jazz. Um, so yeah. now, what are we doing today, Mr. Cousin? Mr. Smith. Uh, so we decided, one thing that we kind of discovered about... Uh, oh yeah, Guilds of Ravnica, but we're not going to totally talk about it because that's mainly the little bit <laughs> the, that we're going to talk topic. about. It's actually not going to be that long of a yeah, discussion. It's but totally segment one though. But it is. Yeah, <laughs> segment two. Segment <laughs> segment <laughs> two. <laughs> we we decided to uh, we're going to crank out another CCC core cool. cards for Commander. This one's going to be lands edition. Oh man, we have a lot. Like yeah, this I mean, you got to think of it. It's lands. You know, all the other ones had a specific color. This is taking all the colors and every possible not possible good line but our, in our opinion about this one I, I love talking about lands we yeah, like lands that, and that's your meat and potatoes it. actually that's the thing that i go for the most when i'm getting tools for my deck that's mm-hmm. what makes your decks flow really well but we'll get more into that um when we get to that segment and then what do we finish up with at the end we're going to talk about ultimate masters and how we would kind of like speculate on that um a couple different ways like we'll talk about uh, mythics that we know that aren't going to be reprinted, uh, rares that we would want to take, like keep an eye on that uh, potentially could go up or go down if they are reprinted, and commons and uncommons that could potentially just get cut in half or lower if yeah. they are reprinted. So just kind of making you aware of certain things with Ultimate Masters, uh, which is the new 
uh, set that's going to be coming out December eighth ish, seventh, seventh ish. That's seventh, and they'll start spoiling Monday, so the day this podcast. So So some of when you're listening to this, stuff will already be out more because we've already talked about the forty cards that have already been kind of released. Yeah. So uh, why don't we jump back to our segment one then? Let's start it off. Right. Segment one. So circle back now, y'all. One thing we kind of noticed. Jesus. What? We're. I'm still saying. <laughs> we'll steal your soul. Oh, <laughs> I did it on purpose because you were drinking there. You couldn't stop me from saying it. <laughs> uh, so I would what, like you to bleep this out every time. <laughs> just after every, the song, then you'll know what's going on. Beep. Uh, so what? One thing we kind of came across, and I don't know. We might I mean, be maybe like other people party. have yeah. talked about it, but, but I like, haven't really heard anybody talk about it. Is Guilds of Ravnica had some of their mythics, most of their mythics, except for two cards. So, yeah, the Legends had promo foils. Everything else only had the one foil printing. So, like, do we want to run through the list real quick? Of Yeah. So, you got- so well, okay, let's first off, let's talk about just, like, for the last, since, like, Cons of Tarkir, every rare and mythic gets a promo pre-release foil. So, that makes your... your- when you're specking on cards or whatever, you you have two kinds of foils you can go after. You can go with one that has the pre-release date on it, or you go with the one that you get in the, the packs. Yeah. Uh, so it's I don't know if you necessarily say it's double. I don't know what the numbers are on that. How many pre-release uh, cards they give yeah, out? Not, but it has, it increases the supply right. of foils onto the market. That's that's a basic understanding of it. And there up are until more foils out there, up until recently. The promo foils were typically cheaper because they were giving them away. You know, they're yeah, in yeah. that. But those now are they're kind starting of to go up. And yeah, they're kind of at least even. match the normal foil or the pack foil. So the weird thing was with this, I it actually started with me with Doom Whisper when I was doing the specs, when we were doing the specs and when we were tweeting about it and all that stuff. I think that's when you were in Germany when all that was, when sure. I got went for the foils. I'll agree with you. Um, so... That's when it started where I was just like, oh, there's only the one set of foils to go after. And I just was like, oh, maybe because it's super awesome. <laughs> I didn't know why the reason, what the reason was. And it wasn't until we were kind of talking this week. Yeah, you had brought up uh, like one one of the mythics, like maybe it was Arc like Phoenix. I remember what it was. Where... We were looking at the the other, because we normally go to Goldfish when we look at our our. Um, our graphs and yeah what how cards are going and you were talking about mtg stocks oh we, yeah we we're gonna and that's how it kind of triggered it looked at it is i was like trying to look for the foils and i i don't i'm not as familiar with that site so i was trying to actually look at the how their the stocks were moving for the certain cards well i wasn't able to click on the promo foil because they didn't have one and then we kind of started talking we're like well they don't have them for any of the mythics except for uh, Lazav and Aurelia, are which are the two only? legends yeah. of mythics from Guilds of Ravnica. And, well, but first off, Adam was like, they don't have promos mythics in Guilds of Ravnica. I was like, what? Yeah, they do. I had it with my Lazav pre-release. And he was like, well, yeah, I guess that does have one, but the others don't. I was like, what? Yeah, so as we were because talking, I was going through the list. And all looking. the way from Cons of Tarkir up until a Corset 2019. And I guess, I, I again, haven't heard of it and uh the change but there aren't foils 
of the mythics that aren't legends. And you know what's funny is there's probably a simple answer to this, maybe, and we didn't even research. To we look probably it up. should have looked it up yeah, a little bit more. We're but going, at the same point, this is a shorter topic it, for it, us. It but it was interesting, though. It, it says in my mind that there are less foils out there right. of these mythics. Right. So the when we were talking earlier about Doom Whisper going for those as foils, well, these are a little more desirable to go for. I mean, even the the Arclight Phoenix. I mean, that's been used a lot, but there isn't how, as many yeah. out there. How about after this, we research it, and if we're totally wrong, we just, just delete, it, it, this, delete whole this segment. segment. <laughs> Does that sound all right to you? Because that would have been a great idea. Yeah. But it's much easier to just ramble just off the top of your head. I mean, like, we found this. I don't want to know anything else. <laughs> okay, so here's the funny thing is we found this out early in the week. We're like, hey, we should talk about this. Neither one of us went in and went, like, questioned, like, didn't go to Google and, like, why is there only one foil printing for these mythics? Damn it. Why? Yeah, you're going to do it while we move yeah. into the next segment, pretty much. <clears throat> but anyways, No, no, no. Keep stalling. Uh, well, I'll stall here. But the thing is, it doesn't matter what you find out here. This is a potential spec point because, like Larry was stating, there isn't as many printed of the foil. So you don't have the promo foil to choose from. You only have the one foil. So if you did get a couple of these foils or if you're planning on still, I mean, the foils for, I believe... Doom Whisper are still uh, they're at thirty five, so they haven't gone up a crazy amount. That's actually around the price. I think it was around thirty when I was kind of saying to pick up those foils. I still think if these actually start getting played a lot in modern and start being used in EDH, there's only the one foil printing, so these are gonna jump up like crazy. Same thing with the Phoenix. The Phoenix is at thirty two. The Arc like Phoenix. So um, you find anything out? Or I can't stall anymore. Give me a <laughs> and I have no idea what you've been saying at all. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it, it made it very interesting because it actually made me feel a lot not better. I still feel really good about the Doom Whisperer regular non foil and foils, but now the foils that I bought, I feel that much more um, confident that those suckers are going to go way up instead of. Before, maybe my thought was those reaching $50 if these start taking off. Well, I think those could even go higher than that for the foil ones. So um, that's all I can do for stalling, Lowry. What did you find I see out? nothing. You see nothing? Yeah, no, Still? There's okay. no reasoning. It, it, it's surprising to me because we, we are following Twitter a lot more. You're following it, especially this last week. You're like, hey, do you see this on Twitter? I'm like, yep, I saw that too. But we're following a lot more stuff, and I have not seen any mention of this and then i like larry said went back and was looking at free previous sets all the mythics everything has a uh, promo foil so that might be something to look at so it's kind of like a bonus spec smith spec here because all of them even your bottom and your chance for glory uh, might be something to look at um as a potential spec uh do we want to move on or just i gonna... totally agree with what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what more to say. Mm, yeah, fine. All right. I think Do you, you think it's something more of that you would spec on more with like maybe... as a foil mythic. Yeah, I mean, we we were discussing it during uh, off air. Probably, I don't know if it was if we got the recording, but like, I you know if if we're doing the math along with like the masterpiece series of like box opal inventions and stuff like that, mythic foil rares and pack are pretty damn actually rare. way more rare than i would have anticipated yeah now i'm not very good at math but that <laughs> uh that 
that feels like that's something that could be capitalized in general. But now that there's less on the market, it with these could be more of a potential yeah. right there. It's just weird. I, I don't get why they did it. And maybe this is a new thing that they're only going to do. And why were the legendary just for commander players? So there's more I, of I an think inventory. So. Yeah. So it was like purpose. That of would course be it's my purposely guess. done. But yeah, you know, like, obviously. They're, they're <laughs> like, how did we only do the two? Oh, well. <laughs> Darn it. I'm not going to correct this mistake. Uh, yeah. It, it just seems really strange. Unless they were meaning for the pack foils to be more expensive it's just adding more value to a box well, i was thinking more of the generals you know they kind of how they did the pre-release oh, that, stuff yeah. it was more of like your yeah. is it your whatever the clans and all the guilds mm-hmm. whatever it's just the clans it's called guilds of ravnica douchebag <laughs> no i'm pretty sure it's clans of ravnica clans of ravnica yeah it's, it's a bunch just of Klu Klux Klan people. No, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Well, right, he people. said clans. <laughs> no, you said clans. No, he said clans. You said but clans. Yeah, I repeated it. <laughs> I was being sarcastic, <laughs> throwing it in your face for for funnies. It's just a bunch of Jeez. ghosts. <laughs> Don't talk politics before you record a yeah, podcast. We, we made the mistake of doing Jesus. that. I was like, this is going to be really bad. I'm going to be like angry talking when we're talking politics. Uh, well, you point. know what? To, to calm us down, I think we need a nice, cool beer. <laughs> Lowry, you're an asshole. And All actually, right. while you're doing that, I Lowry bought a pack. So, Oh, yeah. We've got about that part. We, that uh, can be talk- segment 1.5 talked about uh when his son just turned one we got i got him a pack and what did you did we talk about that what you we pulled? didn't we didn't talk about it so it's something that we've been doing for a while now too. with our kids um Ooh, this is a red it is uh so as a little birthday gift as like hey your kids survived another year here's a pack of here's magic cards <laughs> um so you know i've been doing he's gotten many more packs out of me than i have <laughs> so what that it incentivizes us to get more kids <laughs> right exactly um, and then we get more magic packs cards. for free <laughs> but what'd you pull in yours uh so yours the latest one uh yeah i actually opened a foil Speaking of foil uh, <laughs> Uh, a foil steam vents, which is the red blue shockland. It was pretty sweet. What was your rare in that? I don't even remember. Who cares? Yeah, you got that. Who cares? <laughs> All right, what are we drinking here? Before uh, I open so my this pack? is one that you have been uh, asking for. It's a raspberry sour, oh, ten sweet. barrel brewing company called Crush, um, and it's the. Uh, um, my wife tried it last night, and she said it was the first beer that she's liked since our honeymoon. Oh, so, sweet. Well, cheers. Cheers. Oh, I like it. Yeah, yep. it's pretty tasty. It's a good sour. I dig it. All right, now I'm going to open up the Guilds of Ravnica. So he's opening up the pack that I got him for his son's uh, birthday that uh, we celebrated this pa- this Saturday. weekend. He would uh, turn four, just in case you guys are writing a story about my life. Turn four when? Turn four when? You just said he turned nice. four. I gotcha. All right, we're going to skip all the way. Uh, I can't see it when I do it that way. It's so dark. Oh, shun of a bitch. <laughs> I, I said shun of a bitch. Of a bitch. <laughs> Bounty uh, of the might. It's the giant growth, giant growth, giant growth, giant growth for a lot Thanks more mana. For nothing, Lowry. Mm. <laughs> no, thanks. You seem pretty unappreciative. Yeah. The shit over I'm there. I'm going to give your son magic cards from now <laughs> yeah. on. Maybe a little better luck. <laughs> all right, let's move into our segment two. So that's pretty much all we really want to talk about. I mean, with- yeah. Did we stall long enough? I think so. How long have we gone? I don't know. We're in trouble. <laughs> so next segment is our core cause for Commander. End Cork. of our 
not end of our core cards for main commander, but it's our main. Now we're going to yeah, start mixing on, into two colors. Yeah, so and, it's core cards for commander lands right now. Woo! And going into the future, we're going to start touching on uh, multicolored uh, combinations. We're going to milk this fucker out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, after this, I have no idea what like what do we do. Yeah. <laughs> Do cats have nipples? Cause this, Can you like, milk me? It, I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> I wish you could see Lowry's <laughs> Just a little pinch. Gesture. <laughs> Just a little pinch. <laughs> you going to milk me, fucker? No. <laughs> I want my soul. God. All right. So, um, with the core cards for Commander, all these, as we've been going through these lists, uh, it, it's more of like, and I've talked about it before. When I get cards that are more expensive, when you add it to the binder, it's more of adding to your toolbox of making a better deck. The lands yeah, are giving you options. The so. core core cards, I would say, of Commander. It's the they way are the base where your creatures can stand <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> that they're. I, I almost said something That's, that I didn't oh. want. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. I, I don't know that what I might have bleeped. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, and that's why you don't want to play with snow covered lands because it's slippery for your creatures. <laughs> You're they, stupid. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> it's very funny though. I got it. <laughs> it's very treacherous if you use Zendikar lands because they're floating around. The the, the biggest thing is Gaze Cradle of it all. Right here. <laughs> Just kidding. No, but it, to start your deck off, I mean, it, actually these come in at you the want end a good because right now yeah. if you if you collect these correctly you get enough of these that we go off of this mm -hmm. list this just comes in at the end like you don't even have to think about yeah. it because these are easy to add into your your deck and it'll go in every deck one one thing that we haven't discussed before this and maybe we've talked about it randomly but i think it it uh, is here too like i was going to make the joke like the best land to have is just island normal <laughs> island but uh, in all honesty, like how many basic lands do you normally run in a deck? Do you have like a number that you like to work with, or if it's a two color, probably eight, eight. You go of eight, each color, eight of each color, right? Okay. It it depends though, you know. Like there's, we'll talk about yeah, it here. Monocolored there's, has more in my mind. Well, and there's certain things like if you're playing a deck that you're like, for example, one of the cards we're going to talk about, where you're trying to remove some hexproof or whatever. Well, then you're going to, like, from other creatures, if you're targeting stuff, well, then I'm going to have more of those, so it might outweigh. But I, I, because of mm -hmm. you, actually. Oh, thank you. The, what what is that? That land destruction, the green card, the wave that destroys all non-basics, and then you go find all the basics that you have? Or replace them? A wave of vitriol? Yeah. yeah. You played that, and I had no basics in my fucking deck. <laughs> that was... Uh, um, Taught you a lesson. Yeah, it did. I play basics now. Uh, but before... That was a three-color deck, because I think... Wasn't that... Um, uh, send triplets. Yeah, send triplets. So even in there, I threw in... I guess at the least I will have is two of each of the basic. If you're starting to get to three, four, or five color, you want to at least have the a couple of the basics in your deck because you will run across things like that. Not a lot. Our play group, sure. no one else does that yeah. but Lowry. Yeah, I, I have it in there because I understand how good Gaia's Cradle is. Gaia's Cradle. Uh, and... Also, maybe a little bit of bitter sauce, but I mean, it. Come on, it makes sense, right? Uh, but otherwise, like that is really the only abusive land that's actually run in our play group, where mm -hmm. you're just like, all right, so we got to do something about that card, right? To whereas every other land, like 
I don't know if I, I'm the only person that's probably ever played Cabal Coffers, which we'll talk about, or Nikto Shrine, which again we'll talk about. But I do play strip the, mines, which yeah. we'll talk about. Oh, we'll this talk about like going through lands. This whole list foreshadow, foreshadow, backshadowing. Uh, we can backshadow <laughs> later on. Um, so, but like uh, for me personally, I, I like to run no less than twelve basic lands, mm. and that tends to make things run pretty smooth um, for just. So, uh, like, so that should be our core cards for Commander, just basic lands. Just talk about ba- basic lands. <laughs> I like it. to run 12 yeah. um, at the very least. It's probably, in my opinion, more important the more colors you have. Mm-hmm. Because if, you, if you're if you going to get hosed, like, I've played against Blood Moon in a four-color deck, and somebody's like, should have played more basics. Yeah. And I'm like, some bitch, I'm running four, four colors. colors. Like, yeah. what do you want me to do? It's, it's too hard to, like, balance out and make it efficient, but not get hosed yeah so so for so. me it just depends on the commander what i'm playing i go off of the base like our top of our list here mm-hmm. i'll go with almost all of those cards at least one copy of those and then i'll splash in the <clears throat> things to remove hex proof and or maximum hand size all that stuff if they work in there yeah right so i'll add those in and then i'll get the basics so that's why i say if it's a two color which i generally play most of my decks are two color i don't go much higher than that i do have some but most of the time, mine are two colors, so I'll have probably about eight and eight of each okay. of the basics okay. that I'm doing. So, but um, why don't we just start off with our list? We've talked a very long time about how why, but basics. I mean, it, yeah. it is it is the basics of your core cards, uh, hence the name core cards for Commander. You should have these in your collection, and if you do things the way we do it, it makes it so much smoother. Uh, for your because deck we're come. amazing. You don't. Yeah. I mean, the the tap lands are fine when they come into play. None of those are on our list because they're shit. Like if you yeah. have the dual lands, they're just not, which like, is the so number one better. thing on our list. We'll start off with that. It, it essentially like well, but like if we're gonna talk about tap lands, they like why are they shit? Because you're a turn behind, right? Um, being on time with your lands allows you to play your spells in turn, mm-hmm. like. I play very few tap lands, and it's so frustrating when I'm like, I need to get to eight land, and then I'm like, land, tap land, tap. You've got to be <laughs> kidding me, and then yeah. I die. Yeah, like, it, and that for some reason always freaking happens. But like, there there are a couple tap lands that we might talk about yeah. that I enjoy uh, playing with. So. They have a benefit, and the ones that we'll yeah. talk about, they won't be just tap come into play and you gain a life. Like we, st- I still don't like those. I feel like those are Agreed. the same as tap lands. Yeah. But the ones that we will talk about are a little better. But like I said, starting off the top of our list, the number one thing you should have, which I know they're so expensive and it's really hard to get, but yep. the dual lands, Orig- OG dual lands. So you're just talking Taiga, Tundra, Tropical Island, that you know all those fun lands if you can get them get them if not understandable yeah um but they I they're mean, fetchable they're they're just coming to play on tap yeah. they count as two different land types um they just they fix they're they're the best things out there yeah uh i'd say it's arguable with fetch lands so and fetch lands oh you mean as like the next best cards or whatever i i would almost say fetch lands are Over maybe actually lands? even better i because it allows you to get the, the land that through. you need. Yeah. Um, and then they also... I like the duels because I lands? have them all. Oh. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I agree. The fetch lands took me a while to... Larry was playing fetch lands before 
any of us were in the play group before so, I was. Uh, fetch lands, what you do is they come into play, they create no mana, but you can tap them, pay one life, sacrifice it, and then you get to go search for, like with Polluted Delta, you get to go search for an island or a swamp, mm-hmm. which allows you, like we're saying... If you have For a dual land, you dual can go land, get one of these. Anything that has is an island or a swamp among those dual lands. Mm-hmm. Um, or it can just get you a basic land. Or it can get you other lands that we'll talk about here. Um, but that part allows for fixing like dramatically well yeah well and kind of a side note to that which is very little to do with it but it also is filtering through your deck sure it it lowers the land count so that you um are less likely to draw land in the future so like games go long and that's you're drawing a ton of cards but later on in the game you might want to be drawing more action like and that just helps you lower your land count within your deck. Mm-hmm. Also, a shuffle effect is really important right. in certain points. Like, if you brainstorm, that, this is a classic legacy example, but if you brainstorm, put two cards on top of your library that you don't need, you can get rid of those mm-hmm. and draw two new fresh cards. Yep. So, the, and I don't think this is on our list, but the poor man's way of using fetch lands are getting your evolving wilds and all that kind of a stuff. A Terramorphic Expanse. Yeah. I those actually are good. use those, those are very, very good to use. frequently as well. But those, you're going for basics. So you're not able to go yeah. search for your dual lands. And the reason why I use them personally is so that it basic it forces me to go get basics because I have been hosed by Blood Moon. Mm. And so, like, for me personally, I'll run three fetches. And then Terramorphic Expanse and Evolving Wild. So I'll have five fetch lands in my decks so for the most part. But not three fetch, like not the real fetches. Yeah, yeah. only if three you're playing real two colors. Fetches. Yeah. You'll, yep. what, you'll just search for That's whatever actually a really good color. Point. Yeah, so if you mm-hmm. have, if you're in a red-blue deck. Um, you can have ones that aren't. You can have Arid Mesa symbol. that can yeah. go and search for a mountain or a plains. They don't have the mana symbol in them, so you're allowed to put them in your deck. The funny thing is, so I've never done that because it would make me feel weird. I don't know. It's more of maybe probably a, a OCD kind of thing. Like I'm like, it's ah, off color yeah, in my deck. No, this isn't right. <laughs> this isn't. I can't do this. But th- but that is something also. That's a really good point about fetches is that allows you to you can go and fetch for you know not on off color mm. ones but it allows you to just kind of shuffle yeah shuffle and go find a mountain from right. arid mesa i think that'd even be a really good way that they could print cheaper duels or fetches is just go a uh, card name same thing tap sacrifice pay a life go search for an island instead of two different ones just one yeah of each color yeah that would make sense i wouldn't have any problem with that kind of card because you can still search search for the duels search yep. for the next on our list shocks yeah um there's a lot oh, well should we just keep moving on the list there? all right yeah but yeah, i think that's going. a good idea i like that um you should talk to wizards. those don't exist yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey wizards if you're listening i got ideas here <laughs> so next on the list is Shocklands. and i need a job and <laughs> They are basically your dual lands, but they have the, if you want to come into play untapped, you can pay two life. Or it does two damage to you? Is it no, it's pay two life. Pay two life. Yep. So that's, hence, shock is, that's what shock does. That's why they're called the shock, shock lands. Shock deals, yeah, two so damage, they have, but. Same thing, where it's both kinds. You have forest and mountains or, you know, any. So they're the next best things for duels. They're the more affordable and they're in. Yeah. The half of them are in Guilds of Ravnica right now. They reprinted here. And you'll get the other, the other five half. that are coming out in 
two months. Yeah. So month and a half. Those are definite. Get those. Those are affordable to get those. Yeah. I think they're all 10 bucks or under at this point. You can easily get them. Um, and they are really good. Yeah. Uh, should we go into the next one? And, and Two Life isn't that bad. To in pay. Commander, it's on, really yeah, good. Yeah, honestly, in Commander, it's I mean, not, not that really bad. good, but I mean, it's not, it doesn't hurt you that bad in Commander. Yeah. And even in, I mean, it, they get used in Modern, so and that's half your life yeah, there. Yeah, have so. we moved there? Well, not a half. It's well, 10%. It's, well, no, I mean, 20 life compared to 40 oh, life. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I gotcha. Yeah, Math. sorry. Yeah, I guess you were thinking I was saying the two life was, <laughs> was half your life. Yeah, it takes away <laughs> half your life when you it's do terrible it. terrible card. <laughs> Comes into play, pay 10 life. Like, well, uh, the funny thing is, is when you get newer players, too, uh, I know uh, my neighbor Mike, He's he's been playing for two years now, but... Um, he doesn't get why I play like when I have played him in modern, mm-hmm. why I have fetch and why I have shock lands. He's like, you're just, you're doing my job for me. I was like, dude, when you need the certain lands and you're playing multicolors, these are, you can have them come into play tap. I have that option to not take the two life, yeah. but that's but the thing is want, I have yeah. that option to have it come in. And, and I've, I've said it many times on this podcast, but options are pinnacle. Mm-hmm. If you have options, that's the way to be. So since we have so many, let's kind of move quick through the next. Let's just keep going through all the... We have like the land bunches is what yeah, we're doing and here. Yeah, the, the rest of them are they, well, good. But There's some other ones that are the same thing where they have the yeah. basic land type in there. But the next on our list is... You want to say that one? Battle Bond Lands. Those uh, are the new ones. The, they're the ones that came out in early summer. Uh, they uh, are... There's AKA five, there's commander lands. Yeah, the commander lands. Commander. They come into play untapped. They don't have a land type, or they come into play untapped if you have two or more opponents, um, and that is fantastic. They do not have land types, so you cannot go and fetch them, but they're really good. Yeah, they only have five. They don't have the full set of them. Yeah, they so only have... five. They're they're either ten dollars or under at this point as well. Non foil. Those are the ones yeah. we've been specking on. Uh, the next ones are your cycle dual lands, and those actually have both uh, basic land types in them, but you have the option of tapping two to cycle them if you want. Uh, but they will come into play tapped. You do not have the option uh, for those to come into play tapped. Those also only have five. Yep. It's, There's only five of them, and they're from the Amonkhet yep. set. They're pretty cheap, cheap right now, too. So Yeah, they're, they're all under $5. And that, that's pretty good in Commander. If you get these late game, to have that option to be able to cycle those out and draw a card instead. So, I mean, yeah. when you get, you know, when you're 10 turns in and you already have enough land, you don't want to draw more land, and so that's why these can be very yeah. good. And for this one, for me personally, I don't put this in three plus color decks, but if it's in a two color deck, I'll use it. So, like, the blue-white one will go in a blue-white mm-hmm. deck. Yeah. So. All right. Next one. I love these. Yeah. Personally, I like them as well. Scrylands, and these are from the Theros block. Uh, and so, but they come into play tapped, and when they come into play, you get to scry one. One thing I kind of want to add into there is, oh, this one's later on our list, but I'm going to add it here, is Halmar Depths. Kind of sure. does a similar yeah, thing. I would agree. Uh, was using Halmar Depths for a long time before the cycle lands came up but what it does it's for blue so it comes into play tapped but when it comes in you get to look at the top three cards of your library and then you can put them back in any order reorder them in so any way. you can't yeah. put it at the bottom like scrying but you get to reorder your top three and that's such yeah. a good 
advantage. It's a it's Halmar Depths. Uh, so uh, what we get? And, and actually, I just came up. I can't remember the full name of it, but it's Zelfir from Dominaria comes into play. Yeah, I didn't like and, those. And Scry one. one, but it's a colorless. It's a colorless. But that one is so that is also decent. there. Yeah, that one's decent. I think that's fine in a two color deck. Right, but if you're getting more than you that, know. you definitely don't want to use yeah. that. And actually, there's a white one. Yep. Again, like as we're sitting there, we should have talked about this more. There's so many freaking options. New Banalia comes into play tap, gives mm-hmm. you a white, and scries you one as well. Yeah. So, so if that's you're a mono white option. or a two-color thing. Yeah, that's not actually on our list. We should add that so we can mark that. Uh, then next on our list is Manlands, and those are just all the, the would, dual would lands. Would you say all of the Manlands? Or would you say the... I'd say the dual lands. Or is this legacy ones at all? Do you know uh, what you want? Uh, so those come into play tap, and they create one color of each. And then, like, the green one creates a 3-3 three, three Trampler. Blue is a 2-1 Flying Fairy. Uh, there's the 1-5 Wall for white. Oh, those black, guys. Like, I was black, thinking more of the Worldwake ones and everything. <clears throat> Would you? So the ones that yeah. are being printed in Ultimate Masters right yeah. here. So uh, those are the ones I was more thinking of. I like those as well. I guess oh. all manlands, if the the dual manlands, giving you another utility for your land is pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. The really high end ones that are used in not in com- modern yeah, even and yeah. not commander format, those are really freaking expensive. But you can get the other ones for pretty damn cheap. There's only like three. Stirring Wildwoods is green white and yeah. it gets you a two four for like three mana. It's it's that's a really solid card. Yeah. And that one has the reach with it and everything yeah. too. So like that all those manlands and it's giving you a, the dual land part. So it's mm-hmm. not like we talked about before. It's not playing a tapped dual like multicolor land. You get another utility with that land. Yep. So it it's, makes it, it worth yeah, the it's tap. Just, it gives you that little bit of extra oomph, which actually makes it worth coming into play tapped. Mm. And again, it could still burn you. Like I, I feel like it, it has in the past, but that utility is generally going to be pretty worth it in a longer game. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, next on our list is right. the Battlelands, which is the from Battle from Zendikar yeah. Lands. Um, so, and so these come into play untapped if you have two or more basic lands of any type. And they also hand, have land types. So uh, they'll be a forest and a mountain. Yeah. Um, and so I actually really like these. And they're all under $3, I believe, at this point. They're all yeah, pretty cheap. A, yeah. Well, they have three. Either. So Sunken, Sunken Hollow Sunken is Hollow. the most expensive one. Um, but yeah, and they you said they have both the basic land types in there, right? Yeah. So Sunken Hollow is an island and a swamp. And comes into play untapped if you have two or more basic lands. And this is probably the main reason why I run at least 12 basics. Mm-hmm. I almost... Uh, if if you compare them or, like, contrast them against shock lands, it's like, if I want to go and get a, like, a, a, a fetchable land that comes into play tapped early game, I just go and get a shock. Mm-hmm. And then I can fetch this later on because more than likely I'm going to have two basics right. at yep. that point. And so it's kind of like... Or if you're just like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm end of the game or, or something, you're, you're able to actually choose between the two. Right. Um, yep, that's kind of the plan that I do too. Early fetch stuff I go for, well, can I play something this turn with this? Mm-hmm. If I can, then I go get a regular duel. If I can't, I go get a shock or something else, one of the fetchable lands that tap yeah. that I don't. And and again, if you, if you can't have like Sunken Hollows come into play untapped and you need to, 
you can always go and get that shock land and have and it come into play to pay two life and play whatever card you want. Right. And that's the great thing about having those kinds of options. Yep. Uh, then next on our list is the check lands, and those are kind of the most common of the duels, kind of. But they're still they've been really reprinted good. a bunch. Yeah. Other than there's uh, a few of them that are oh, past the battle for Zendikar lands. Those are, there's only five of those. Right. To whereas these check lands, there's going to be every a full color, ten. every dual color. Yeah. Uh, and those what those are is when they come into play. If you have a mountain or a forest in play, like if you had the what is that one? That one is the, I don't know that one. You named one I don't know. Uh, Go well, sun petal the do the the white sun petal grove sun, for green sun white. petal grove. That one when it comes in, if you have a plains or a forest in play, it'll come into play untapped. Yep, those are super awesome because most of the time you're going to have at least some type of right. basic land name in there they're also all legal and standard currently so there's a ton floating out there yeah. around some of them are pretty expensive currently like but they've been printed oh, ten so much more. so you should be able to find them yeah. um at some point cheap yeah <laughs> yeah once once they rotate out of standard they'll they'll drop down below five all of them yep uh and then what do we got next the uh bounce lands uh this is again something that i only play in two colored lands mm-hmm. but definitely um do you want to find one so I can... Isn't that it right there? Oh, there it is. Demir uh, Aqueduct is like... So what it does is it comes into play tapped. When it comes into play, you need to return a land you control back to your hand. Now, you can tap a land right. and have that mana float. Um, and that's kind of why one of the cards we cut was not involved was the Gilded Lotus... Or yeah, Lotus Veil. Lotus Veil, because you have to have those untapped and able yeah. to use it. And so this kind of allows you to do... Not abuse, but you're able to get use of your land that's bouncing back to your hand. Mm-hmm. Plus, when this untaps, it also gives you a blue a, and a, a black. black. Yeah, a blue and a black. And it's tapping for two mana when you tap that. Right. Which is understandable why you're returning a land mm-hmm. back to your hand at that point. And these, you can get so cheap. I mean, they're... Yeah, they're, they're all over the place. Pennies. Don't, let it, don't buy them, just... <laughs> yeah. Ask a friend, they'll have one. Right. I was starting to, I have traded a lot of these away because I have like 10 play sets. So I was like, okay, I don't need this many. (laughs) They've been printed in a bunch of master sets. They were in like every commander set pretty much. Um, So just go buy a commander product, you'll get some. But they're definitely worth having in your collection if you don't. Maybe try to find. Do they even have foil ones of these? I bet you they do. Iconic Masters and Ravnica. Oh, there you go. Get stuff. foil yeah. ones. They got a ton. Uh, so then our next ones, I called them Binky Lands, uh, but Larry corrected they're, me. They're more commonly known as Pain Lands. Pain Lands. And what they do is they're dual lands, but they're not duels and they have the basics. But you have your red or red and blue. Um, I'm going to go with that one. Battlefield, Battlefield Forge, which is the one that's white and red or actually you can tap it for a colorless or you can tap it for white and red and it does one damage and to if you. you do yeah it deals one damage to you so you get a choice of giving yourself a color or just colorless and if you're giving yourself a color it'll deal one damage to you so those are all pretty dang sweet because you can have the option of not losing the life mm-hmm. um but then we also had one on the list with those was city of brass city of brass is very similar that'll give you any color, any color. mana but whenever that is tapped it will deal you a damage. The one downfall of that, the City of Brass is awesome, so that's why it's on the list. But like when you get cards like Chromatic Lantern, where your lands can tap for any any color, yeah, 
when City of Brass taps, you still it, lose it, a life. It, yeah. it doesn't matter that you get any color with what that's doing. So that's kind of the one little downfall I always see with City mm-hmm. of Brass, but it's still a freaking amazing card. Only play that with three or more colors, yeah. I typically do. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I don't put it in a two color and obviously not a one color. Uh, and then another card along with that, that's it's not necessarily a pain land because you're not dealt a damage. Pay one but life. you're paying one life from Mana Confluence, which... You tap it, you get any color that you want, you're paying one life for it. Now, um, ask a judge, but there's a difference between one damage and one loss of life. Mm-hmm. So um, just so that you know that there is out there, um, that is a, there is a difference. All right, and then our last of like our groups of lands is the the filter lands. What were the filter lands again? That was Fil- the filter lands came from Shadowmore and Eventide. Oh, so, that's right. Okay, so it's um, the ones that was in Masters twenty five. Just yeah, recently. five of them were in Masters twenty five, but right. there are ten full cycle, and that's the ones where they come in and you can tap. For, tap it for a colorless, for colorless, or you tap a green, and it can give you. A like, black and a green. Yep. And you can do a green and a green or a black and a black. Like you get to choose how you so want it's that. Filtering how you're using your mana, right. essentially. So those are all pretty dang amazing. There's a full ten. Yeah. Um and we'll we'll be linking a ton of this stuff to EDH rec and you'll be able to thumb through and Yeah, so if we're not giving you we're not giving names the full thing. Because there's yeah. ten of them or you know, whatever, but you'll be able to find all our lists below once on the show notes and everything. So now we get out of our grouping of cards and we kind of get into singular cards. And Larry, it's so perfect that you read this next card. Cavern of Souls. Yes, <laughs> Grail. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the next one that Adam wants me to talk about because he's a Mac <laughs> asshole. I'm a Mac. Uh, I'm a Mac I was daddy. Call you a Mac. Woo! Uh, <laughs> asshole. Uh, guy's Cradle. Uh, this is ridiculously expensive, uh, in my opinion. Because what's it sitting? Over 300, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter. You want to look it up? Anymore. Let's no. look it up. Go uh, ahead, so you can tap it, and it uh, will give you a green for as many creatures as you have in play. Now, it gives you no mana if you have no creatures, um, but a similar uh, card is like Growing Rights of Itlamok, and then it flips into... Which we still keep saying that that's yeah. one of the best cards. Very the, cool. One of the, not best, but one of the good cards to go after, especially for Commander, because it's getting going up more and more in EDH decks, yeah. and it's... It's a better one than because Gaze that, Cradle that once one it can flips. tap for a green. Right. So if you get a board wipe, you can Gaze actually Cradle. use it. Um, but yeah, that's we've talked about it numerous amounts of times. It's one of the best cards to have, especially if you're playing green creature decks, which typically if you're playing green, you have a lot of creatures. Uh, next is what Larry said, Cavern of Souls. Love Cavern of Souls, uh, especially when you're playing tribal because it... Yeah, it works going, with tribal. You, you pick a creature type, and then you can tap for any color. And then also, those creatures of that type can't be countered, which I That's fucking huge. hate counter spells. <laughs> Have I told I, you I at hate least counter once spells? Once or twice a week, he's playing <laughs> oh arena, God. and he's like, I hate counter spells. Oh, so it makes me just want to be done with it. Like, there's so <laughs> many damn counter. But it's weird because I'll go in groups where I six people in a row are playing counter spells and i'm like i just i want to play a counter spell deck and know that i'm playing a counter spell deck so i can just counter them and be like you like that you bastard you liked it they probably do i don't know i don't know what counter spell people think but essentially it's nice yeah. if you're in a tribal deck the other thing to look at it is if you're in a low creature count deck and you really are uh dependent upon your commander resolving you can also just play that and And just name anything on your commander so like if you're if you're playing ural you just name uh ural the mist doctor is a beast 
and it can't it has hex proof and you put a bunch of auras on it and kill people with it but if if people counterspell it it can't come into play so if you play this say beast it's going to come into play unmolested yeah unmolested nice <laughs> because that's what counterspell players yeah. are <laughs> chesters freaking molest chester molesters <laughs> i you like that, that. you like... heard that here first <laughs> we made up that saying <laughs> yeah we made up that <laughs> We're talking to you, Adam number two. <laughs> I'm not calling him a Chester. That's right. We know him. Uh, it's those uh, other people we don't know. Yeah. I'd much rather not name call people we know. <laughs> no, I was just calling him because he does the counter spells. You, you call. We him haven't the... even seen that. He has not played. A I know he hasn't, us, but so he wants he to <laughs> because it's funny. Uh, all right, so you're on the next one, I believe. All right. All right. Urborg, uh, Tomb of Yagmoth. This one's getting a reprint in Ultimate Masters coming up. Uh, so what it does is it comes down and it turns all lands into swamps. In play, out of play, in your deck, everywhere. In your graveyard, in your library. So your exile, fetch lands that go search for stuff when so, they're yeah. all swamps. If you want to go search for a Gaia's Cradle, it's a with, swamp. With the Marsh Flats, you get to go and find... A guy's cradle and put it into play. So it's um, pretty other awesome. people get to do that as well. It allows you to get through with swamp walk mm-hmm. with like filth in your graveyard. Um, oh, you know about that? Yeah, but it wasn't because it of that. You just had swamp. <laughs> um, you know, this is something. It works with cabal coffers, which is um, you get you. So cabal coffers, uh, you tap two, tap it, and then you get the amount of swamps that you have into your man like mana pool. So let's say you have five mana. Cabal Coffers and uh, Urborg, you tap it, you get five plus your three left mm-hmm. over that aren't tapped. So it's huge ramp. Um, also ramps you if you have like Nirkana Revenant because it's everything's a, it's a swamp. swamp, so it's double. Yeah, so it's a uh, it's a very um, good utility card. Yeah. Uh, then next on the list is Vesuvia, and that is basically it comes into play, and you can choose any land that's in play, and it comes a copy of that. It also comes in play tapped, but. Yeah. You get to choose any land that's on the battlefield, yep. so it doesn't have to be yours. You can choose somebody else's, which is really nice. Very good card. All right, keep moving. We we actually got a long list, and I was looking at our time, we're, and I'm like, and we still have another segment. At this point. <laughs> um, okay, so we're gonna talk about uh, destroying land cards right here. Um, just you know, safety valves. You have strip mine that destroys any land, wasteland that destroys any non-basic land. Uh, Dust, Bowl, Dust Bowl, you can sacrifice your own lands and destroy other lands. Uh, there are a bunch of other ones that are a lot cheaper, um, but these are just like pretty much the best. Yep. And then our next little topic here is the basically making your creatures go at flash or play cards at flash. So you have Winding Canyon and Alchemist's Alchemist Refuge, which that one is more of you have to tap a blue and a green in order to be able to cast your creature spells at instant speed. Mm-hmm. Whereas Winding Canyon's better because it's colorless, too, colorless, too colorless, and then you can do the same thing. So, But those are both really good to have in your... Yeah. Actually, th- I think the difference as well, Alchemist Refuge, can you can play all of your spells right. at instant so speed. Right, so it's not just creatures. And Winding Canyon's is just creatures. Right. Uh, then there's Reflecting Pool, which is a land that you can tap for any color that y- of mana you can already produce. So if you have, like, Command Tower out... There you, you have, have a second yeah, command tower. Exactly. And then you got Forbidden Orchard. You can tap it for any color, but then a player gets a 1-1 one, one flying. Just a 1-1. One, 1-1 one, one creature? Okay. Just yeah. a 1-1 one, one color. You play with spirit. this one more than I have. I, um, Yeah. Well, 
Yeah. You had like you had a deck that was kind of cool with it, where you were wanting to give people creatures and all that fun jazz. And then it just killed me. Yeah, it sucked. <laughs> uh, Thawing glaciers isn't one. This is Adam's card, in my opinion. I, I don't. I don't play with it very much. Uh, I don't actually either. I just thought it was an interesting being able to filter. It's reserve list alliance right. land. It's kind of like a really slow fetch land. Yeah. Um, but you and get that's to keep, my yeah. You can keep, keep doing, doing it. it, so you can keep um, searching. So for... like, if you're able to play more lands on a turn, that can be really good for you. Um, the problem with it is it goes back to your hand, right? Isn't that yeah, the part of it? Yeah. yeah, and it comes into play tapped. Yeah, so Something that's else. the little so downfall of it. But it, if it's you're playing it and you don't, I don't know, it, you can filter through. You can go get more than just one thing. Uh, next is uh, Relinquary, you know, Reliquary Tower. <laughs> and that's the one where you have no maximum hand size. And that one's been printed a lot, but it's definite. It's if you're in a deck that's drawing any amount of cards, that should be in your deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. Then you have no hand, maximum hand size. Uh, Shizo Death Storehouse. It's a legendary land that can tap for a black, and then you can pay a black and tap it. And a legendary creature you control has um, fear, which is can't be blocked by black or uh, only by black, black or, or artifact, artifact creatures. creatures. Uh, and then next is Inventor's Fair. We've talked about this one. This is the one where if you have three or more artifacts, you gain a life. You can also tap it for a colorless, and you also can tap for, sacrifice it, and search for an artifact. So it does a lot of stuff. Yeah, see all this utility that's going on? Yeah, there's yeah. three different things that's going on with that one. Uh, and then the next kind of set are Artifact Recursion. Uh, the first one's going to be Academy Ruins. Uh, and it can tap for a colorless, or you can pay a colorless and a blue, tap it, and put an artifact from your li- or your graveyard on top of your library. Mm-hmm. Um, and then something similar, uh, this one's an uncommon. Uh, Buried Ruin taps for a colorless. You can pay two, tap it, sacrifice that land, and bring an artifact and put it back into your hand from your graveyard. So um, those are both really good. Like if you have a ton of mana at the end of the game, you can bring back an artifact and play it that yeah. turn. Uh, then we have Maze of Ith, which is you can tap it to remove an attacking creature from combat, and it doesn't deal any combat damage. There, there are actually some other nasty, like infinite combo tricks with it as well. But I, don't I actually know don't well have enough. Maze in one of my decks at all. So, but I think it's a good. I have one somewhere. I have it in my Niv Mesa deck. I think it's a good tool to have. Yeah, uh, for it's decks. definitely something that you want. Uh, Path of Ancestry is a uh, commander land. Comes into play tapped. And then it's one of the better. I like this one a lot. It whatever your um, like your creature type for your commander. Yeah. So if you have an elemental, uh, every time you cast an elemental, you get to scry off of this, and it gives you a color of land that your commander commander is. is. Yeah. So I like that one. And then with that command tower, which is every color that your commander is so it's basically every color that you yeah. play. Do, do you know what's funny is i always find myself putting it in monocolor decks and i'm like why is this here <laughs> this is a liability <laughs> why is this in krenko it should just, just be a mountain you just assume it goes in every day yeah i know so uh don't don't put, put it, it in, there. in monocolor somebody's gonna price a progress you and kill you that way <laughs> but definitely any more than one you should have that in there yeah it's probably the most played dual card you know more than yeah i would say with all this uh, it's the soul ring of lands uh why don't you do the next two because those are ones that we spec on and also do the same thing similar things yeah uh gyra reach sanitarium which is uh it can tap for colorless or you tap two, tap it and everybody draws a card and discards a card um i play with this card a lot more than the next one which is mikakoro 
uh, center of the sea, which is the same thing. Everybody draws a card, but they don't discard. It's just drawing everybody. Yeah. Um, and again, these cards, I like playing Gyre Reach Sanitarium because I play a little bit more with my graveyard. Um, and then, uh, but they both go in like Nekosaur decks. Yeah. Because it forces everybody it makes to everybody draw. draw. Uh, next is Myriad uh, Landscape. Did I say it right? Myriad. Myriad. And that's the one, it comes in tapped, but it gives you, you can tap it for land, but you can also tap two tap it and sacrifice go search for two basic lands yeah and, and this is something i i put myriad landscape into one and two color decks because you have to go and find two of the same basic land mm-hmm. um so you can't like split it up because that would be really awesome if you could be like i'm gonna find a plains and a swamp there you go but you gotta find two planes yeah um uh another card that's kind of similar to it i i really like this one is ash barons uh which is it's the cycle land it's you pay one colorless, you discard this land, and you get to search for any basic land and put it back and put it into your hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's kind of yeah, like... Yeah, that's one that you said that you've been playing. You play and I, have I it in don't play every that. Deck. Yeah, I don't play that one. Uh, then what's our next one? Um, this one's more of a tribal one. Unclimbed Territory. Uh, yeah, so this comes into play. You name a creature type, and it gives you any color of mana for that creature type. So you... Yeah. Yeah. You get to decide what that is. Kind of like similar to Cavern of Souls. Right. And then we got Command Beacon, which is the one where it's one colorless, right? You get one colorless from it. Mm-hmm. And then you can... Oh, this is the part I don't remember. Let me you see if I can two. do it. Wait, oh, let me, oh, yeah. <sighs> you pay two, and you can put your commander from your command zone into your hand. Pay two yeah. and sacrifice it. Yes. Uh, so that's pretty sweet, especially if your commander's died a whole bunch, just to put it back in your hand. Or it's you, already big. Yeah. Like, if... Like, I've thought about, like, maybe you're in a reanimate deck and you put it in your hand, do that. Or that's the only way you can play Phage the uh, the Untouchable. Oh, yeah. Because if you cast it from anywhere other than your hand, you lose, you the, lose game. the game. You lose the game, yeah. <laughs> or if it comes into play from anywhere other than your hand. And so I think you got to cast it. Why would you it. play with that? <laughs> like that would be... It's the way to do it. Yeah, but it's how one you can land play that, that can make it go to your hand. Yeah. Treasure mounting on one, yeah. Crop rotation. There's a lot of stuff you're having to look for to get that. (laughs) Play your uh, Urborg, then go fetch to go get it. There you go. Now I got it. (laughs) Uh, Next one we want to talk about. I really enjoy this one. uh, Arcane Lighthouse. Uh, This taps for colorless, and you can pay one, tap it, and then all of your opponent's creatures lose hexproof and shroud. So if you're sick of those lightning greaves and uh, swiftfoot boots, you put this in your deck. It's a definite one if you're going to use, if your deck targets at all, especially if it's your commander that you're wanting to target stuff, you want this in your deck. And then actually, Lowry brought up another one that was uh, Detection Tower. So that's the one uh, that it removes hexproof, but also removes it from players and everything. So So there's that little bit of a difference. Detection Tower removes from player and creature hexproof only. Arcane Lighthouse does hexproof and shroud from creatures only. Um, but again, I put them in. If I'm putting one, I'm putting the other in that deck. And see, I'm if yeah, I only I, I play Arcane Lighthouse in almost every deck that I have something that's going to be targeting. But if I have a deck that's more of mass bar- board wipes or mass removal, then I don't need that because it doesn't it affect as me much, as much. Yeah. Uh, next one. This is an awesome card to have. If you have black and removing freaking graveyards, uh, Bajuka Bog. Yeah. It just 
you can kill people's decks. You should almost put this in every every like, deck that you're using black. When we were playing and talking about games last week, I was playing my Modrotha deck. Adam had to play his like turn three I because he, he was on like he only had and then one of them got two. destroyed. Yeah, the Bajukabog <laughs> got destroyed after that. <laughs> and so, but if he had, was able to hold on to it or draw it a lot later, he would have wiped me out. Yeah, like it would have just ended my. It would have really slowed me down quite a bit. Yeah. So that's a really important uh, card as so a you, land. You, you do play it as a land, but you kind of almost play it as a spell. Hold in a it land. as a spell if you can. Uh, so, another one that we have talked about as well that I added without talking to Adam son about of a bitch. Uh, scavenging grounds. That's the one that you tap to tap it, sacrifice it, or sacrifice a desert, remove all cards from all graveyards. Yeah. So it's just it's nice to have. And that's if you're not graveyard hate. Yeah, if you're not playing any graveyard, like if you're yeah. like me and I don't play a lot of recursion from my graveyard, or I do have some yeah. decks that do, that should be in there. One one thing that like for graveyard, I think it is really important because to have some type of hate. I don't enjoy playing like casting spells that affect graveyards because they're pretty focused right and if nobody's playing that you just waste your card just, in your yeah, spell it's like why do i have this in my fucking uh, yeah, deck and no it doesn't do anything this. but, but lands, as a land you're like at least going to be able to get utility. uh able to get a color at the very least you have something yeah. else you're using it for so that that's kind of why I, I i really like it as a land yeah and and that's why scavenging news is such a good card i mean that's not part of our list but scavenging yeah. news is that Gets big, eats yeah. graveyards, gains Gain life. life. Yeah. Uh, and then, do you have more on the list? Oh, yeah, we do after this. So, um, Lari's going to have a rundown a of, of a couple of cards that I know and I really like. Nykthos, Shrine uh, to Nyx. That's the one where it's, okay, I'm trying to go off memory. Comes in, you can tap it for a colorless. Correct. And then you can tap two and tap it, and you get whatever devotion color you choose. You get that much mana of that color. So, if you have... Uh, permanence in f- play with five green mana symbols you that will five. give you five green mana into your pool for uh, Nykthos. Very good for one and two color decks. I wouldn't use it after that. Yeah, if you correct. wrote a three, you should. This should not be in your deck. But mm-hmm. it's more focused for your one color decks. I it's some really good possibly ramp. would use it in two, but I actually yeah. don't use this card a ton. But and, it's, it, and it gets really crazy. Like green has some abilities of untapping lands, mm-hmm. and so and you're able just to like do boom, it again. Yeah. And it's it's pretty cool. Uh, so then the rundown of a few of the other cards that we had, and that should be the end of our list. Yeah, so uh, I really enjoy High Market, and I've talked about it's a little bit of a recurring theme, but I like to be able to sacrifice my creatures if they're going to be destroyed or stolen and mm-hmm. stuff like that. High Market, you can tap it, sacrifice a creature, gain one life. Not a whole ton, but it's something. Uh, and it's still attached for a colorless. That's um, the other part is it has yeah. a second ability. You yeah. know, it's And that's actually backing up really quick. Maze of Ith is good, but the fact that it That's does not point. do a second ability kind of is why I don't play that card because, like, if it's good, to, Ma- yeah, Maze of Ith does not tap for mana. So not that colorless, should not, not be, a color. If that's going in your deck, it should not be part of your mana count. Like, if you're like, I want thirty six lands, that should not be yeah, thirty six. That is a free spell, right. essentially. That takes up a land drop for a turn, right? Um, essentially, I only play it if I have to. Like, I'm playing a defensive deck, or if I'm playing Urborg, Tomb of Yawgmoth, which will allow it for, to tap for a swamp, then you can yeah. or Chromantic Lantern, right. which allows it to tap for any color that you want. But yeah, so, so that's like, why you typically, I mean, that if, if you're specific, able to be able right. to like turn it into something that taps for land, that that's what makes it 
very solid. Yeah. All right, go on to your the rest of your sorry. Uh, <laughs> I just thought of that. I was like, no, that's that's a really good point because we've been saying colors for everything, um, but we missed that. Uh, so uh, another one. A, a lot of the okay, uh, homeward path which is a commander set car that was printed. It comes in, ta- you can tap it for a colorless, or you can pay or tap one, tap it, and everybody's creatures go back to their, their, owners. their owner's hands, or owner's oh, play. play. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, if you have that person that really likes to steal all your creatures, you have a land that gets it back for you. We don't have a lot of people that do that, but it typically everybody's play group is different, and yeah. we've been... And I know a lot of people hate that. So just put having a land in there to kind of like um, counteract that is not a bad thing to do. If if you have a couple decks that you play against that are like that, or you just play with Tristani, that's also true. But you got to be green (laughs) white. Yeah, if you just have make a hate deck for it, green (laughs) white hate, and no one no one steals creatures. Like, well, this deck sucks. (laughs) It's still an anthem. Uh, and then the rest of them are more of like utility uh, spells from the original Innistrad block. Uh, so like Moreland Haunt uh, taps for colorless, or you can pay a blue or white, tap it, exile a creature in your graveyard, and then you get a 1-1 flying spirit token. And then you got the other one that's what you tap for two colorless white and black, and it gives your creatures death touch and lifelink. Yeah, Vault of the Archangel. It also taps for one, right? It taps for a colorless. That's uh, what I said. Yeah, yeah all of one. these will, the rest of these will tap for a colorless, so I'm going to skip that. There's Gavany Township, which oh, is in green-white. that's the only one white, I could go off my head. <laughs> which would, that, that puts a 1-1 one one counter, counter on all your creatures. Um, that can just slowly take over a game. Mm. Uh, Slayer Stronghold, uh, that's in red and white, and that'll give a creature Vigilance, Haste, and plus two plus O. Oh. Um, there are also a ton of utility lands that will give your creatures haste, and that can be really good as well. Mm-hmm. So consider those. Uh, we didn't add those to the list, but they are uh, in existence. Uh, Kessig Wolf Run, which is in green and red. That's and the one that gives X plus O? X plus O and Trample. And that that's as much mana as you want to pump right. into it. So that's pretty sweet. Uh, Desolating, or Desolate Lighthouse is red, blue, colorless, tap it, and draw a card, discard a card, only you. Yep, I remember that one. Um, I should have done it more of a test to see if I remembered <laughs> which ones were which. Uh, but yeah, so that's pretty much the, the list of our... Core cards for Commander Land. That was freaking almost an hour long just in the land. But no. land are going to be that much, you know, yeah, you're dealing with all the colors. That's kind of why we wanted to wait so that we had a format that we liked. and Because I feel like we've gotten better with core cards and, like, how we do it a little yeah. bit. So uh, it wasn't super ugly on this one. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> all over the place. So now we jump into our next topic, our last topic of the week, and we'll kind of do this one quick, too, because we're at our hour mark, but we can run through it. (laughs) We've gone like an hour 25, and people love it. (laughs) swear I saw somebody comment positively. That they love the length? No one has ever said that (laughs) about us, Lowry. (laughs) Commander Smith, I love your length. Can we we get you a little longer, please? Are you in yet? It's not possible. <laughs> I'm as long as possible all the time. As possible. As possible. <laughs> uh, all right. It's not so. rubber. Leave it alone. <laughs> it's not elastic. Uh, okay. So um, now I'm lost. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're going to talk about Ultimate Masters. Um, oh. This is The full set's going to be released, essentially. You'll, you'll know all of the cards... They'll start Wednesday, to trickle the in. Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Right. This Wednesday. 2018. Right. 
this if you're listening to this in the future so 19 (laughs) they've already been released no but as this podcast is going out there's probably already leaks going out uh spoilers before this you'll know more cards than we are going to be talking about and we're not really talking about so the the point of this segment is more of we're kind of specking on cards that don't get printed that could go up uh at the moment all the mythics have been spoiled. So what we you know can, every mythic that's being printed. Right. And so this is kind of going off of the it's not necessarily commander based, but this is the part of our podcast where we talk about specs and stuff. And so you do want to go to different formats and really what the driver of this is is your other you're formats. See, yeah, you're seeing a ton of good, good, solid modern cards being printed here, yeah. reprinted. And then you're also, uh, there is Legacy. We didn't really dabble into that part because it's not as big of a pusher mm-hmm. anymore. It used to be huge, and um, but Modern, modern is, is the big guy. kind of the bigger like, Commander B-print. is big too, but Commander, player, oh, Commander players are faster at buying stuff now too, yeah. but um, the driver is the Modern right now yeah. with these, these cards that are being released. So, with that, we can kind of make some assumptions with the mythics yeah, that again, weren't printed. These, these are more speculative than our normal speculating, if you catch my drift. Yeah. Like, this, essentially what some we're going the- with is these mythics were reprinted. These mythics potentially have the chance of going up because the thought is like, hey, I pulled a Karn. I want to. I I have a Karn finally. I want to go and play Tron, and so people go out and buy the Tron lands. Mm-hmm. They'll buy Ugin, or well, we're getting into it. All right, yeah. or you know, so Karn is a deck. It's it's Tron. Mm-hmm. You know where Karn goes, and if people pull it, they either trying to get rid of it, or they're trying to buy into the deck. Mm-hmm. And so we know that Ugin Spirit Dragon is in that deck and it's not being reprinted in this and it's not going to get reprinted for quite some time yeah there is my a, opinion it, there isn't a there chance there isn't a set that would it would fit yeah. in masters with, they don't tr- they don't really reprint planeswalkers that yeah. much I, I guess the other question is are they going to do another like masterpiece planeswalkers for well, they ravnica are, i'm, Al- I'm pretty sure they are going to do that i so there's a chance right there um, but again, that didn't affect that didn't down the price of Liliana Last no, Hope. It like it, it's that reprint just doesn't affect the price because those are so rare to get in themselves, and it's, yeah, yeah, those and didn't so, affect anything there. And then another mythic that is not being reprinted that is in Tron is Worm Coil Engine. Now this is actually a really good card in Commander as well for reanimation tactics. Mm, it's a very triggers. good card. It's it was in our good. core cards, I yeah. believe. Wasn't I don't it? know. Maybe if it wasn't, we make that shit up on the spot. How am I supposed to remember? (laughs) Well, the the thing about what Larry's saying there too is like, yeah, this is us kind of specking on that, but we're already seeing some of these cards going up. People have figured out. Well, a one thing we kind of figured out as we were discussing before we went to this part was. I was thinking, oh, what if they put the fetch lands in here? But then we figured out, oh, it actually can't fit, which is... There's actually- something out there that's called name and number crunch. Yeah. Um, and so every set has a number, or every card has a number in the bottom left corner of of the card. And each set, they go in alphabetical order by color into like, you know, white, black, blue, and then they're alphabet... Alphabet... Ah alphabetical in that order and the number will corroborate with it and right now you can tell by what's been spoiled for the 40 cards that they spoil you have the five man lands and with the numbers 
and the the names, the names of those lands you can figure out that the fetch lands are not going to be in this correct so that's one one spec that we get when we get into the rares that you could actually go after is we know the fetches for any fetch is not being reprinted here but in my opinion with that is i feel like they're going to be printing those soon like because they just printed those what two years ago the other fetches so i mean that would be something more of 2017 yeah that would be more of something if you're gonna buy it'll be a a, um next six months to i think it might be reprinted in the next year but I, and I I don't think it's in my personal opinion I don't think it's going to be printed in any meaningful way that's going to lower the price right um, well the so, other ones did go down when they were reprinted but I they mean, were reprinted in cons are you talking about no no the, no like I'm scalding about the master yeah but they're already they they recovered within well six yeah months. that's what I'm saying that so it's not a meaningful way like you and then the other thing you know they're not going to be reprinted in standard essentially you can you have a very solid guess they won't be in standard for at least two years until ravnica rotates yeah because you don't, don't want fetches in with shocks if in you have standard. fetches with shocks standard turns into a five color pile and nobody or everybody has fun so <laughs> nobody or everybody <laughs> depends on who you are yeah. but they they don't want that manitou good makes standard two homogenous and they know this so they're not going to do it until this ravnica set rotates which is uh next two year. years from now essentially oh it's yeah it'll year. be two years it's yeah two you're years. right no next year's so be they Dominaria won't and be all that doing stuff. fetches yeah. so um, uh but anyways back to our mythic stuff well what mythics do we know um, other ones we have so we have ugin we have worm coil, worm coil engine. engine uh another one that i would say uh so we know that Gorio's Vengeance is being reprinted here, and uh, a card that goes with this dramatically is Grizzlebrand. Yeah. Now this card is banned in Commander. If you don't want. So yeah, that's the other part. Is like, eh. but Grizzlebrand. It also has been reprinted in the Masters right. twenty set or twenty seventeen. Um, it was a George Foil, which is gorgeous, pretty sweet by art. Way. Yeah, I got one of those. But this has a potential to go up because of a Gorio Vengeance. It's it is a deck. It's called Grizz Shoal Brand, mm-hmm. um, and so uh, that has a potential to go up. Wasn't uh, another one where I'm actually seeing the spiking more is the Dark Confidant was going. Yep, and that was going to be the next one. So right now, like with Jund in Modern, uh, it's it's a good deck. It's not tier one, I don't think at this point currently. Uh, it's a, a really solid deck. But you have a lot of expensive cards. You have Liliana the Veil, which is being reprinted in mm-hmm. Ultimate Masters. You have Tarmogoyf being reprinted here. But we know that Dark Confidant is not. And so you can easily see like people getting people those are going to start getting play Dark Confidant Dark. and be yep. able to play. So that is something that I would say is going to go up dramatically. And it's already a pretty expensive card. Yeah. Uh, and then you had a couple others, right? Wasn't there... Um, so like... Uh, we know that it, it seems pretty much like uh, affinity or artifact creature-based decks aren't going to be supported in this at all. Mm-hmm. Two mythics that um, we know are not going to be reprinted are Arcbound Ravager, which is a $40 card. And that was from the Modern Masters, was it 20 or The uh, original one. Yeah, the original. Uh, and it's really good. It's, it's the best card in Affinity. Yeah, it's so, a freaking sweet card. And then the other one that is not being reprinted, it's a $100 card, is Mox Opal. Um, we know that's that not going to be reprinted. That one's already here. seen as 
price yeah. increase it's a, right yeah. now. Uh, so we know those two, and then you can kind of go down from there and be like, well, you can pick cards out from that that are kind of already expensive, and there's no support for it. So there's less supply um, potential for going up. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, any other mythics? I think that was all the ones that we had kind of talked about. Two, like technically two others. Uh, some equipment, the best oh, ones that yeah, are uh, that's right. Batter Skull, which is a mythic, not being reprinted. And the sword. Um, and then the sword of light and shadow and all of those swords swords we know aren't going to be reprinted. So those are uh, the swords are more casual demand, but they're really solid cards yeah. in Commander, in my opinion. Uh, and then we get kind of into the rares, and this is going to be more speculation on stuff because these could be still they spoiled. they could be reprinted, these could they be could in be this spoiled. set. Yeah. Um, but it's just kind of going over this that if they aren't, these are cards that you're probably going to want to go after. The well, you have actually rares and mythic or rares, rares and uncommons and commons, right? That you so, have a list of. Yeah, and this is this is kind of a back and forth. So, Leyland of the Void is the premier graveyard removal, which is against the Vengevine decks. Vengevine is being reprinted as a mythic. Um, we don't know about Leyland of the Void at rare, but if this card is not reprinted, um, and keep an eye on that. Uh, if it is, it'll. I don't know if it's going to go down that much, but if it isn't, I, I would expect to have it go up even more. Mm-hmm. Um, another card, we just talked about fetches. Um, Aether Vial was just reprinted in Iconic Masters. Iconic. Uh, Iconic. And this is uh, a big player in the humans deck in Modern. So you could potentially see this go up as well because it's kind of a key card or even really any humans that are really important because they did they are reprinting uh, Noble Hierarch. Yep. And so and that is the most expensive card in humans deck. But if they don't reprint other ones, you can say like Meddling Mage, which is a $20 card right now. That could go up more if it doesn't see a reprint. Mm-hmm. Surgical Extra- Extraction, which is another Graveyard Hate card. Um it's unlikely that you'll see both of those reprinted. So Which, what do you mean both? Uh, between Leyline of the Void or oh, Surgical answered. Extraction. Gotcha. So if one is reprinted, I would expect the other to go up. Mm-hmm. Um, Stoneforge Mystic has a, tr- a shot at going up. Um, that's more a legacy. Uh, Leyline of Sanctity. Because still have the, uh, the ban with... In Modern. Modern. Yeah. Uh, Leyline of Sanctity gives you Hexproof. Uh, yourself it's an enchantment comes into play for free uh this is it absolutely destroys burn it just it is really hard for jun to fight through in modern um and so if this card doesn't see a reprint it has a really good shot of going up again um and then i mentioned the grizz shoal brand deck Uh, nourishing shoal is a big part of that um and if that doesn't see a reprint because of gorio's vengeance uh, being reprinted in Ultimate Masters, I can definitely see Nourishing Shoal go up as well. And those were... Is that from your Uncommons? No, that's just, those rares. are just the rares. Now, the ones that I would not invest in are the Commons and Uncommons <laughs> because they have a really good chance of just tanking if they do get reprinted. Mm. These are ones that I would personally move if I have extras or even like don't want them. They're just hanging around. And I'll and just they list could these. potentially be in this as well. But yeah, if, they yeah. have potential. We haven't. We've only seen two uncommons at this point. No commons, and these cards are pretty much all over five dollars. That could easily be cut in half yeah. the instant they're told. Like we're told that they're being reprinted. 
Uh, Metamorphos is a common that's ten dollars. Uh, Dryad Arbor could get, see a reprint. Cart Clan Ironworks would probably be cut in half from yeah. like fifteen down to seven. That's an old asset. Yeah. Uh, Sword of the Meek uh, is like a ten dollar card. Easily go down to like three to five because it doesn't even see play. Uh, Lava Spike is a five dollar burn card that last time it was reprinted went down to like two. Mm-hmm. Um, Devoted Druid is a six dollar common. Uh, Wall of Shards is up around seven dollars. That'll just get that kind of spiked though for it, but the reason why that went up was because of the wall. But it would Arcades. start, yeah, it would start meeting that demand, yeah. and so it, it's not a competitive part of it. It's right. more casual, um, so that would drop dramatically. Yeah. Uh, Noxious Revival is a five dollar uncommon, and Inquisition of Kozilek. Oh, I kind of hope that's that's in here. <laughs> it can. Do you want more of them? Yeah, I it's only, a great card. I only have one for modern. Yeah, but, but anyways, and, keep going. And I would say most of these cards, like it'll take if they're reprinted in Ultimate Masters, it'll take much longer mm-hmm. for them to recover. And so investing the like, um, investing in them after they're reprinted is a smart idea for most any of these reprinted cards, but wait a little bit, you know, that six weeks to three month range that we normally talk about. Um, but if you have these, I would move those commons and uncommons because you're just not going to get the value out of it as you normally would. Yeah. Um, but those rares, they're questionable. Like if Leyline of the void is going to get a reprint, it's a $40 card. I can't see that dropping below 30. If it doesn't get reprinted, I can see this going up to 50 or 60 pretty easy. To get your point more valid with the uncommons and commons, Inquisition, before that got reprinted, was upwards of a 25 mm, $20, $25 dollar card. That was like a really... There was a spike, quick spike, spike but uh, I remember it being at 20 bucks and thinking, God damn, oh no, I sold... You might have sold all yours. Yeah, I sold them, but I, then I had to get them back. <laughs> I got them back when they were more around 10. After but masters. each time they, they printed it, it's gone down and it hasn't recovered. Yeah. And so, so now it's it's kind of met demand. Um, it's not the premier discard spell that it once was. It was reprinted in Masters 2017. It was also reprinted in Conspiracy. It was reprinted in Modern Event Deck and the original printing of Rise of Eldrazi. So it has some. So there's definitely some easy... It could easily be reprinted again because Wizards likes doing that. Yeah. They don't like, hey, people like this card. We'll reprint it again. (laughs) We're just going to reprint the shit out of this into the ground. So um, I can easily see this card being reprinted. And if it does, I can can see it going down to 2 or $3. Easy. So... um, I'd be very wary. I, I started trying to move my Clark Clan Ironworks, my extra ones. Yeah. Because before I was like, oh, this could go up. Now I'm like, oh, shit. If they, if they <laughs> print it, like, it's it's a really good modern. It's in a really good modern deck, KCI, but it's hard to pilot. Um, it's not super popular, but it is good. Mm-hmm. So, but I can still see the demand will be met. Like, it's going to be, uh, it'll, in my mind, it'll go down to like, five to seven dollars mm-hmm. and then i'll be like shit <laughs> yeah I've, so i moved mine uh earlier last year i think i think i only have one copy left okay um so okay overall with all this what are we thinking here um i guess by this point next week we're gonna know what this is all released and are you thinking there's gonna be some more good shit or you think this is all the good shit that we've seen so far I'm hoping. Oh, that's a really good point. So we should probably uh, we're gonna drop 
Fast Finance. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit. They had a really good rundown, probably, what, 45 minutes of the knowledge that they have about Ultimate Masters. Yeah, so MTG Fast Finance. Those guys do a good job. I listen to theirs every week. Um, it's kind of funny because we'll do... I try not to. We don't use their specs, but it's funny. And I don't listen to them. <laughs> I, I listen to them because Adam's like, you really should be listening yeah. to this one. But uh, the, a lot of times our specs are very similar. Like we'll say something and then like two weeks later they have it. It's not that they're listening to us at all, but it's like they have the same mind frame of where we're at with yeah. specs. The they, thing is, is that they use math and actualities. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, theirs is no. all on finance <laughs> and specking on cards. And, you know, yeah, ours sure. is kind of always the end of our podcast. We more want to talk about commander stuff uh but this not this latest one that just came out this weekend it would be um two weeks ago it was like 143 yeah one uh, episode 143 at the end uh, of the podcast the last like lowry said 40 45 minutes they discuss uh ultimate masters and they they do a really good breakdown of everything they're they're like hey this is it's going to be a limited print run uh, not nearly as much as masters 25 or iconic masters um, and then they talk about how good a quality of cards are being reprinted in this and mm-hmm. that we've never seen that. And like, um, so as a speculation standpoint, buying into this is a good idea. Now I, there's different reasons why you buy cards. Yeah. So it's not for everybody. Wizards said that, and it's kind of a bummer in my opinion, but it's also, it's, it, very well, if you're willing to spend that money, it's going to be a good value buy. And do we say what we're doing yet? Have we even said? I know we're doing the battle boxes, but we have we're a doing battle boxes special thing with that. But do we wait on eh, that? We'll wait so until wait. it's more relevant. Okay. <laughs> uh, but then uh, another article that just came out right before we started this podcast, and we're both going to read it, so we don't know what the the gist of it is, but Saffron Olive did a breakdown of the from set Goldfish, from yeah. Goldfish. So, and they, well, he hasn't done a, like, not a breakdown because not a breakdown, the set but he's just kind of talking yet. about why it's good, what complaints are relevant, what complaints are kind of out there. Um, and then kind of trying to make it a little bit of decision on your own. That's what it seems like at yeah. this point. I've, I've read maybe the first like two, three paragraphs and kind of, piggybacking on what he tweeted earlier this week and then i kind of was showing you my numbers yeah, that's a good point so when the set came when they revealed the 40 cards i kind of trying to decide of what boxes we were going to buy how many whatever i calculated out taking the bottom end of every card that's revealed i took the non-foil printings and took the bottom end of that took the foil printings and then i guessed on the box toppers because i have no idea what those are going to settle at or what those are going to go up to but just taking the non-foils uh for mythics and rares if you take those and then what saffron olive did was say okay let's pretend the rest of the rares are zero dollars that gives the whole set of rares worth uh average of ten dollars a pack or ten dollars a rare yeah it gives your mythics i think what did i say like 40 i almost want to pull it but it was like 40 something and if you're averaging this out normal box uh, normal box has 36 packs in it yeah but these are 24 right yeah so a normal box has 36 and we average that out what four mythics a box is what we think for, for a, a big five box, for yes. a big box so this one i was kind of saying okay let's say there's three in this instead of the four there is roughly two to three yeah. so with that the crazy thing i like sent all this stuff to liars like this is what the calculation i came out and i was like it was 336 i was like 
if you're just opening every single pack and you're going to get a rare and you're going to get your three mythics, on average, your box should equal 336. That doesn't include the box topper and that doesn't include that every pack has a foil in it. So that's is that the msrp isn't that exact yeah, almost yeah, exactly what the msrp is 335 plus change taxes yada, yeah yada. so that, that's um, kind of crazy because that was just my calculation it wasn't like taking from I, I took the saffron olive idea of saying all the rest of the rares yeah. are crap and they're worth zero but other than that like we know what the mythics are i calculated out for each that was just for yeah, non-foil yeah. And then you're going to probably sprinkle in a foil. We, what do we get? Normally one foil you, you rare. Get foil, you're going to get a foil rare or mythic. In your box. Maybe an uncommon or two. So it, it, well, you're, you're getting a foil per pack, so it could be more right. in general. But um, So and, that was kind and, of the crazy thing is that, like just that breakdown of just the cards revealed. Yeah. We don't even know what the other stuff is. And, and general knowledge of like when a card is reprinted, things are going to go down. Kind of like I was saying with the commons and mm-hmm. uncommons. The, the thing here, though, is that with, like, your rares and mythics, they um, are really, so far what we've seen, they're just really solid cards that are in high demand. They're not Imperial Recruiter from right. Masters 25, <laughs> where it's a 300 card. It was like, they reprinted a $300 <laughs> card, and it's $30, yeah. $35 <laughs> right now, like, because it's not it a never, high demand yeah. card. It's only in Legacy. I, I don't know. I can't really fit it into a Commander deck at this point. Like, it's... It wasn't a three hundred dollar card. You're not getting this here in Ultimate. People Masters. are using these, cards. so you're you're gonna dip for a little bit, and they they they'll talk about this in Fast Finance, but it'll dip. And he literally says, "But talk to me to six months in a year, and we'll see where we're at. You're yeah. gonna gain more value off of it." Um, and, and that's I, and not I fully even... agree with a, a ton of what those oh, yeah. guys talk about on Fast Finance. So I I'll make sure to link that episode if I can. I'll, I'll do my best. I don't know if how we to can't. Link you just go to like MTG Fast Finance. Yeah, you can I'll, find I'll, that on... I'll try and make some type of notes, and I'll definitely link uh, the Goldfish article so that you yeah. have a reference for that point. I can do that. I don't know how to really link podcasts at this point. New. Uh, we could do the YouTube if they have it on YouTube. I don't remember if they have oh, it on YouTube. We can link the YouTube. Um, but anyways, um, just that last one last thing with that. What that calculation, like I said, was yeah. that, that that doesn't include your freaking box topper. Like I have no idea where these prices are going to settle. Like I said, I sold mine for 175 bucks, and that was low at the time for what they were selling for. Right, and now I think it's selling them for around 50 to 75 bucks. I think that's where they're. That's the last thing I saw. I don't know yeah. what they're selling at. I but that's what they should have looked at, at yeah. this point. So there's it. I don't know where the box toppers are going to go. <laughs> you know so. Um, it, it'll be really interesting. I mean, I was looking at Tarmogoyf and I was like, man, I should buy these. Tarmogoyf was dipping. Ultimate Masters version was going for 55 for a bit. Now it's up to 90. The and so it adjusted up to where all the other Tarmogoyfs are sitting at. Oh, the 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 Tarmogoyf was yeah. at 55. Yeah. Oh. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. And now you know now it's up to you know like somewhere in between 80 and 90. And after release, and that was just, the, probably that was just the non-foil, non-box non-foil, topper. normal, yeah, yeah. So, and I don't know where, where do you think the box and, topper is. And again, will sit? a lot of these, <laughs> like, like, I'll be I'll be looking to buy Tarmogoyfs uh, before February. Mm. That that's going to be my range. I'm going to scrimp and save and stuff like that. Like they're expensive, but they're 
uh, it's an amazing creature for modern. So you're gonna try to get your playset then? Yeah, oh, I don't man. have one. It's it's like one of the few cards where I just don't have one because it just doesn't really fit into like commander yeah, it very well. Fit. I just pulled mine in a pack. That's how I got mine. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, okay. So we are very long. No. Um, yes. Look at that. We're almost at an hour thirty. We had important stuff to talk about. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I guess we are. A what what happens if we like cut out that first segment though? Yeah, and then we're gonna then drop the, it by like ten fifteen. What first segment? Yeah. What are you talking no about? Idea. Laura? There was not a first segment. We only had two today. <laughs> we are long winded talkers. Oh, sure, man. golly. Well, we should have a lot to talk about next week with uh, the rest of Ultimate Masters coming out and after Thanksgiving and all that fun stuff. But yeah. I don't know. If you have any questions, uh, go check out the show notes underneath. I'll tr- try and do my best on linking stuff. And like Larry said, with the once things get revealed off of the list of the cards that are used in Modern and everything, if they didn't get reprinted, really think about that picking those up if you yeah. want to spec on those. I mean, they might they're a little more on the high end, but those are already starting to see an increase it's, where people are yeah. speculating that they're not being reprinted i mean one thing that we should probably do uh on twitter let's try and send out a link when it's fully spoiled why did you point at me to do that because <laughs> i don't look at twitter <laughs> yeah you do you son of a bitch you've been the- i don't know i don't post anything on yeah twitter. there you, you go post the you stuff. post i look you look you but look. i don't post i don't touch you're taking baby steps because you're like <laughs> oh, this, you're, did you see what so-and-so tweeted i was like yeah larry it's pretty sweet yeah, huh i saw this a while ago <laughs> all right well that should do it for us for this week we will uh catch you guys next week and have a good uh thanksgiving so we'll see you guys later yeah check us out on youtube oh shit <laughs> twitter shit. and you can oh, email yeah. us on commandersmiths at gmail.com this is a lowry episode of you doing all the plugs <laughs> and where else did you I get set them all all right good night everybody all right see ya <laughs> bye <laughs> i completely forgot <laughs> like it was nowhere in You're my radar so excited. it was just like we're done it's an hour and a half in <laughs> finally Stop making more noise, Lowry. (laughs)